You're listening to the new Mutual Audio Network. Welcome home. The following audio drama is rated G for general audience. Dr. Peter P. Pickle Pepper's Gilded Age of Radio! need to hold the antenna, just leave it in that empty flower pot beside our filco. Let's warm up the vacuum tubes. Yeah, yeah. Yes, David Lee Roth, our six-month voyage into the deep ocean of techno-wizardry has led us to this day, Kalu-Kale. What do you mean, what does it do? How could you help me this entire COVID lockdown without knowing what we're doing? enjoy our time together too, but that's not the point. This machine will rid the world of our greatest adversary and scourge on all the human race. Gerald, our neighbor next door constantly tries to practice the oboe at two in the afternoon during the lockdown, and for that, he must die. Yeah! Or at least be driven permanently insane. This machine of ours, David, will emit an annoying noise. Not just any annoying noise, but a very annoying noise that will not cease until Gerald has become a drooling madman. What will stop us from becoming drooling madmen because of the machine, you ask? I'm glad you asked. Here. Noise-canceling earplugs will protect our ears from hearing unwanted noise. Just one in this one, and one in this one, and there. It's no use, David. I can't hear you. Push both earplugs in your ears for now. I begin the countdown with this switch. We will rid the world of the great menace that is... Gerald. And his oboe. Five. Four. Three. Two. One. Blast! Back to the drawing board. Woo! Yes, David, you can remove the earplugs. It didn't work. But wait... What's happening to the Philco? It's... it's glowing. Quick, David! Turn it on! That radio hasn't worked in 50 years! For the safety of your smile, use Pepsodent twice a day. See your dentist twice a year. Lever Sister Company presents the Pepsodent Show. My friend Irving. Created by Cecilia Howard and starring Bill Wilson as Irving, with Joe Banks as John. Friendship, friendship, just a perfect friendship when other friendships have been forgotten. There will still be hot, 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 hot. 
You know, when a guy is as handsome like my roommate Irving Peterson, it's all pretty wonderful. He's lovely build, he's got gorgeous blonde hair, and a face that barely takes your breath away. People wonder why it doesn't go to his head. I'll tell you why. Because there, it would die of malnutrition. <laughs> now, don't get me wrong. I love the guy. It's only that sometimes he does things that gives me a groan in the dome. For instance, the other day, I was reading the paper, and I said, Irving. Yes, John? It says here that our shoreline is receding at the rate of one inch every thousand years. Well, gee, that's wonderful. I can hardly wait to go bathing on Fifth Avenue. Well, it takes all kinds of people to make a world. But right now, I'm too excited to even think about it. You see, I've received a letter from Rihanna Rhinelander, my ex-employer, and still the number one gal in my dreams. John! Yes, buddy? Who's the letter from? It's from Rihanna. Rihanna? Oh, John, what does she say? I'll read it to you. Dear John. Dear John, oh, she loves you. What makes you say that? Because she said dear. Irving, for your information, at income tax time, I got a letter from the government saying, Dear Mr. Stacy, and believe me, the Treasury Department and I are not engaged. Well, you can't go around with everybody. What else does you want? Um, Dear John, I am basking in the sun at the Rossmore Hotel in Palm Springs. I'll be back in New York for Thanksgiving, and I'm bringing you a Mexican serape. Oh, gosh, she's adopted a baby. Irving, a serape is a blanket. She simply mentioned a gift to show that she's thinking about me. Isn't that sweet now? Yes, women can be so sweet when they're far away. Of course, I like them close, too. <laughs> you can take all the blankets you want. I'll take Allie in person. <laughs> oh, be still, Irving. Hey, you know what? I've got an idea. Since Rana will be back on Thanksgiving, let's you and I give a turkey dinner here in our apartment for a girlfriend. Oh, that'll be wonderful, John. And I'm sure Allie will have the day off because it's a legal holiday and the unemployment office will be closed. Grand. Now look, Irving, it's, it's very important that we don't say anything about this to Mr. O'Reilly and the professor. It's been a long time since I've seen Rihanna and I don't want it spoiled by their constant quarreling. So remember, not a word. Oh, I understand, John. I won't mention the word turkey once. Good. I'll just say we're having rooster. No, Irving, just don't say anything about Thanksgiving. Is that clear? Well, of course, John. Come in. Ah, uh, hello, gents. Oh, hello, Mr. O'Reilly. Merry Christmas. Christmas? Why, Irving, lad, Thanksgiving isn't even here yet. Uh-oh, the cat's out of the bag. Irving! Oh, we're not having any turkey, you know. I, 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 how's everything with you, Mr. O'Reilly? Ah, not so good, Johnny. It's that Professor Kropotkin again. She left another one of her insulting notes on me door. Just listen to this. <clears throat> When I look into your eyes, my heart does flip ups. Why, I, I think that's a beautiful thought. Well, that's what I thought until I read the rest of it. Look what comes next. That's because you have a face that scares away me hiccups. <laughs> but you know the professor. She doesn't mean anything by it. Oh, I don't know about that, Johnny. The other day, she took me to an antique show, and I was having a wonderful time bidding on an early American copper bathtub. And all of a sudden, the professor began to laugh. What was so funny? She said it was the first time she'd ever seen one tub bidding on another tub. Come in. It's only me, Professor Kropotkin. Hello, Johnny, Irving, and Mr. O'Reilly, my three little birds. Johnny, graceful like a swan. 
Why, thank you, Professor. And Irving, the little lovebird. Oh, Professor, that's sweet. And you, Mr. O'Reilly. Uh, yes, Professor. Old bat. Why, you, you'll be a dead duck before I get through with you. Now, now, take it easy. Mr. O'Reilly, I was only joking. <laughs> no, to me, you are really an inspiration. Oh, my Professor. Oh. No, it's true. It's true. Seeing you here in the half-light, with your beautiful red hair, brings to mind my first romance. His name was Sean. Every evening I would find him by the lake with his faithful collie. And this is why every time I see you standing like this, I want to call out and say, Here over! Here over! Why, you angel musician, you! Please, the two of you, don't, don't you ever know when to call it quits? I'm sorry, Johnny. Mr. O'Reilly, I apologize. Well, I I should think you would. I try so hard to be friendly with everyone. After all, it'll soon be Thanksgiving. Yes? And if you say I look like a turkey, I'll beat your brains out. Oh, turkey, that reminds me. Irving! Reminds you of what, buddy? Well, you see, we're having... It, a... it reminds him of Fourth of July. Fourth of July? Yes, if you open your mouth, there'll be fireworks. Well... I, for one, have made no plans for Thanksgiving. But as far back as I could remember, I've always been invited to a turkey dinner. Is that so? Tell me, Mr. O'Reilly. I've always wanted to know. Was Millie Standish a big eater? As a matter of fact, you... Now, look here, you... Oh, oh, uh, Mr. O'Reilly, I'm, I'm sure we all have a place to go on Thanksgiving. Oh, well, I never worry about it, Johnny. You see, Thanksgiving is so near the first of the year and everyone wants to renew their lease, so I always get invited to dinner. <laughs> yeah, I got throat trouble too. And I'm sure me best friends won't forget oh, me. Oh, Mr. O'Reilly, you are priceless. Come on. We'll take a walk over to the automobile showrooms. I want you should stand alongside of a new Nash, so I can make a comparison. Oh, I know what you mean, Professor. We're both so streamlined. <laughs> yes, and you both sit four in the front. Thank you. Well, that was a bit of a hint, wasn't it, Irving? Oh, yes, John. What are we going to do? Nothing. We'll just go ahead with the dinner as we planned. After all, we're just two young fellows with bells, and we're entitled to a little pleasure. Certainly. We're not married. Well, personally, I don't think the professor minds not being invited too much, but as for Mr. O'Reilly, well, he is our landlord, and we've got to stay on the right side of him. So again, Irving, let me remind you, we do nothing to arouse his suspicion. Well, you can trust me, John. I won't breathe it to a living soul or any of my other friends. <laughs> I've got to hurry to keep an appointment with the dentist. So would you mind going to the butchers and ordering the turkey now so we'll have a good bird? Oh, I'll be glad to, John. Fine. Uh, see you later, pal. Hello? What's that you say? My multiple theory on atomic fission works? Oh, well, that's nice. Who's it working for? Huh? Oh, no, no, I'm sorry. This isn't Einstein. My name is Peterson. You have the wrong number, but hey, talking about fission... If you ever want to go fishing, I'll be glad to go. Goodbye. Gee, 
Now I know how Bernard Stanwyck felt in sorry wrong number. Come in! Hiya, Rooster. Hello, Allie, honey. Uh, Al, do you have any plans for Thanksgiving? Uh, well, to tell you the truth, Rooster, I did plan on taking you out to dinner, but uh, I got a last-minute phone call, which makes it necessary for me to be out of town Thanksgiving. Oh, Ellie, John and I are having a big turkey dinner here, and you're invited. Now you can't make it. Oh, oh, you're wrong, Rooster. I just happened to remember they took my phone out just before the call came through. Allie, you're always making sacrifices for me. I'm glad to help you, Rooster. Well, John wants me to go right out and order the turkey. Rooster, are you and John gonna have all the trimmings? You know, cranberries, sweet potatoes, stuff, and celery olives. Oh, sure, Allie. Well, in that case, I want to chip in. Oh, Allie, we already have chips, so it won't be necessary. No, no, I, I insist. Well, all right, Allie, if it'd make you feel better. What would you like to bring? Well, let's see. Um, uh, I could bring flowers. Might give you hay fever. No point in bringing more candy. I, mm. I just bought you a pack of Lifesavers last week. Mm -hmm. uh, champagne? Caviar? I've, I've got it. For them olives you're buying, you'll need toothpicks. And count on me for that. Ah, uh, no, Allie. This is all on us. We want to catch the full spirit of the holiday. <laughs> Allie? What, Rooster? How did they get the idea of having turkey on Thanksgiving? Oh, I'm glad you came to me for knowledge, Rooster, because I'm loaded with it. See, Thanksgiving originated with a bunch of pilgrims who came to America, led by some famous women, such as uh, Wilma Penn, Buffalo Billy Ann, and uh, Wild Belinda Hickok. Hickok? Oh, oh, I know. She's the woman who invented the suspenders. Uh, precisely. Now, the Pilgrims had a really tough winter. There was a housing shortage, manufacturing was at a standstill, and everybody was real beaten out of work. So, naturally, they decided that they had something to be thankful for, so they decided to give a feast. Oh, I see. Now, the big delicacy in them days was bear meat, so they sent an Indian guide out to trap a bear. Unfortunately, this guide was nearsighted, and by mistake, he came back with a turkey. Well, imagine that. Yeah, and to this day, if it wasn't for that sight defect in Hyoweenie's vision, we'd all be sitting down to a Thanksgiving dinner of stuffed bear. Well, gee, that would have been perfect for our dinner. Then we could all have a drumstick. Ah, well, that's the breaks. Come on, Rooster, I'll walk you downstairs. Is that you, Irving, old pal? Come on in. Oh, hello, Mr. O'Reilly. Well... You look awfully upset. Is is anything wrong? Yes. I've just told the Martins upstairs that I have a rule. No pets of any kind in this house. Yes, I, I know how strict you are about that. Well, I just found out they have a canary. And either that bird goes or they go. I'm going right back up there and give them the five minutes to make up their mind. Hello? Oh, Rihanna, how nice of you to call me long distance. Yes, I got your letter. What? Oh. Oh, 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 Rihanna. Oh, no, oh, murder. Uh, Rihanna? Uh, Rye? I, I sound crazy. I'm going crazy. I can't talk to you right now. Irving just walked in with a live turkey. Goodbye. Merry Thanksgiving, John. Irving Peterson, how could you bring home a live turkey? Well, John, I was only trying to save money. What do you mean, save money? Well, I felt this one, and it's already stuffed. <laughs> the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. Take that turkey back! 
I can't, John. The butcher said he wouldn't take George back. George? Yes, that's his name. How do you know? Well, the butcher said, do you really want this turkey? When I said yes, he said, well, bye, George. So I did. Your winning smile is the Pepsodent smile. Again and again, we have found it to be true. The smile that wins is the Pepsodent smile. The story of Nate Rule proves it. His smile, once a success in the fabulous world of fashion from Kentucky's Center College, Nate went to Chicago to begin his career in the department store. There, he won promotions and a wife. Now, he's a fashion stylist for their own store in Freeport, Illinois. When Nate presents costumes, he's chosen at New York's glittering previews. His winning smile is an important asset. Nate said, It's a Pepsodent smile. I've used Pepsodent toothpaste ever since I was in college. I love the way it brightens my teeth. Like Nate Rule, people all over America have found the smile that wins is the Pepsodent smile. In recent comparison tests, thousands of people preferred Pepsodent with Irium over the brands they'd been using at home. Yes, Pepsodent won by the overwhelming average of 3 to 1 for its cool, minty taste. For making breath cleaner and teeth brighter, try new Pepsodent toothpaste with Irium, and you'll see. The smile that wins is the Pepsodent smile. Friendship, friendship, just a perfect friendship. When other friendships have been forgotten, will still be hot, 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 hot. Well, I sent my roommate out to buy a turkey. It's funny, I always thought his name was Irving Peterson, but it turned out to be Francine Buck because he had to bring it back alive. He's standing in the doorway with a turkey in his arms. He's looking at the turkey. The turkey's looking at him. I'm looking at both of them. I don't know which head to cut off. Irving, what in the world made you buy a live turkey? Well, you didn't specify, John, and, and he looks so lonely. But, buddy, you know Mr. O'Reilly doesn't allow pets of any sort in the apartment. What will we tell him? He'll throw us out. Well, we could cut a hole in the wall and let the turkey's head stick through and tell him we shot it in Africa. Irving, before I shoot myself, let me make one thing clear. There is still a great housing shortage. If Mr. O'Reilly finds out that we're not inviting him to Thanksgiving dinner and then finds out we have a live turkey in the apartment, all three of us could take a boat to Africa. Oh, no, John. If we're going to take a trip, I'd rather catch you on a slow boat to China. Irving, this is no time for joking. We're in trouble. Well, let's see. Ah, gosh, there must be some way of fooling Mr. O'Reilly. I have it. I just bought a new hat, and maybe I can train the bird to sit on it, and I can say it came that way. Nobody, it's liable to lay an egg, and we wouldn't be able to tell it from your head. Well, nobody but you would bring home a turkey by the name of George. Oh, see, John, isn't he cute? He knows his name. Look, Irving, I, I'm not going to waste any more words. There's only one thing for us to do. You'll have to... to kill it. Kill George? Oh, John, I can't. Why not? It would make him an orphan. John, I've grown very fond of him. For goodness sakes, that's ridiculous. You see, he just called me mother. Oh, John, John, I couldn't do it. Oh, stop dramatizing it. It's, it's not that difficult. You just take a sharp knife and, well, you just cut off its head. It's simple. But that's murder. Oh, preposterous. There's nothing to it. Then you do it. All right. I, um... Uh, I, what's he saying now? He wants a lawyer. This is silly. 
you and your imagination. You're making a nervous wreck out of me. Oh, if that's Mr. O'Reilly, this is the end. Uh, who is it? Me. Oh, come in. Uh, hello, John. Hi, you rooster. I was just about... Hey, that bird's a little early for dinner, ain't he? Never mind the dialogue. Allie, are you a woman? Well, unless I forgot to take off my Halloween costume, yes. Why? Irving bought this live turkey, and if Mr. O'Reilly finds out about it, we're all dead ducks. So would you, uh, kill it for us? Who, me? Oh, nothing, nothing doing. I ain't got nothing against him. Allie, don't tell me you're squeamish. Cannot stand the sight of blood. Cut into a medium-rare steak one time, almost passed out. Don't blame the steak. It wasn't the blood you saw, it was the check. Oh, no, John. Allie has a soft heart. I know because every time I think about her, I get the same feeling in my head. Oh, thanks, Rooster. <laughs> but I know what to do. You see, in a case like this, there's only one woman who can help us. Who, Allie? Who else but... Hello, Josephine? Allie. I've got a problem. Have to knock off a certain bird. What's my move? What? For a C-note, one of your girls, a casual Kathy will do the job. So it'll look like an accident? No. No, Josephine. This is a feathered bird. A turkey. What do you advise? Uh-huh. 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 Mm-hmm. Thanks, Josephine. And goodbye, noble friend. Well, your problem is solved, boys. All we have to do is spread breadcrumbs around the electric fan. And when your little turkey... When your little turkey starts poking his head around them blades, you turn on the switch and set the table. No, Allie, I don't think I care for feathered wallpaper. Oh, this could be it. Uh, uh who's there? It's only me again, Professor Kropotkin. Oh, come in. Hello, Johnny, Irving, and Allie. Oh, look, it's a turkey. For a minute, I thought it was Mr. O'Reilly. His name is George. <laughs> a pleasure. Lads, I don't want to be a wet blanket, but if Mr. O'Reilly sees that bird and realizes he isn't looking in the mirror, he's going to throw you both right out. We know that, Professor. Maybe you can help us, huh? Anything you want, Johnny. Oh, I knew we could count on you. Will you kill the turkey for us? Certainly, it's simple. Well, how are you going to do it? I'll tell him he has to share my room with me and he'll commit suicide. Well, I can see you're not going to be any help. Well, Irving, we have no choice. I, I know it sounds ridiculous, but we're going to have to put a leash around that bird's neck and you and I are going to walk him down to the butcher's shop. Oh, but John, I... Now, please, Irving, my mind is made up. All right. Come on, George. <laughs> so long, George. I'll be seeing you at Thanksgiving. <laughs> you won't be seeing me, but I'll be seeing you. <laughs> Well, we managed to get the turkey out of the building without Mr. O'Reilly seeing us, and now we're walking it down the street. Irving is leading the turkey on a leash. Come on, Fido. Here, boy. Here, Fido. Irving, why are you calling Fido? Well, we won't be conspicuous if people think it's a dog. Come on. Come on, Fido. Irving, can't you get that turkey to go faster? No. I think he knows where we're going. He, he keeps pulling back. That's silly. John? What? He's looking at you. He is? I, I mean, so what? He's got tears in his eyes. It's, it's just your imagination. Now, come on. There's, there's the butchers. 
Irving, please stop pulling on my pant leg. That isn't me. It's the turkey. It is? Yes. Why don't you look at him? Oh, stop being so emotional. After all, it's only a turkey. I think I have no willpower if I allowed myself to be a... Irving? Yes? What's he doing now? He's still staring at you. And crying. Oh, this is ridiculous. We're behaving like children. Now there's nothing to it. Come on, Irving. Here's the butcher. You take him in. I can't. He trusts me. Now see here, Irving. If you think I'm going to let a turkey make a fool out of me, I... Oh, Irving. What, John? I think he trusts me, too. Well, we're back in the apartment. Irving, myself, and guess who? That's right. Dear little George, so far we haven't crossed paths with Mr. O'Reilly, but it's only a matter of time. Irving, however, is quite calm about the whole thing. He's knitting. Irving, what are you doing? I'm knitting some booties. Irving? They're for George. I mean, Georgette. She just laid an egg. Oh, quick, Irving. Put the turkey in the bathroom. This might be Mr. O'Reilly. Oh, all right, John. Come on, come on, let's go. Okay, she's in the bathroom. Oh, uh, come in. Uh, hello, Johnny. I thought you had company. I heard a strange voice. Uh, well, that was me. You, Irving? Yes, it was him. Oh, yeah, there I go again. Gobble, 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 gobble. Irving, are you sure that's you? Yes, I have hiccups. <laughs> but it sounded like a bird. Well, I, um... I had eggs for breakfast. Uh, Mr. O'Reilly, tell me, where where did you buy that lovely hat? I'm not wearing a hat. And it's very becoming. Now, don't you change the subject. I know what's going on. You've got something in that bathroom, and I'm going to find out what it is right now. <gasps> well, Irving, get the suitcases. We might as well start packing. Oh, boys. Oh, will you ever forgive me for being so suspicious? The bathroom's empty. That sound must have come from one of the other apartments. I'll go see. Oh, and I, I'm so sorry I bothered you. Irving? Irving? I can't believe it. Let's look in the bathroom. Well, for goodness sakes, you left the window open and Georgette has flown away. Irving, we're saved. Well, this is terrible. What do you mean, terrible? Who's gonna sit on the egg? Your winning smile is a Pepsodent smile. Again and again, people have found the smile that wins is the Pepsodent smile. That's borne out by the vote of thousands who tried new Pepsodent toothpaste with Irium in a recent nationwide test. These people were given plain, unlabeled tubes of Pepsodent and were asked to compare it with the brands they were using at home. When their votes came in, Pepsodent won by the overwhelming average of 3 to 1. These people say new Pepsodent tastes better, makes their breath cleaner, and their teeth brighter than any other toothpaste they tried. Remember, that's not just our opinion. That's what people say. They say it 3 to 1. They've seen Pepsodent with Irium remove the film that makes teeth look dull, uncover new brightness in their smiles. Try it and you will see. The smile that wins is the Pepsodent smile. Well, the day is saved. We still have no turkey for Thanksgiving, but at least we haven't been dispossessed by Mr. O'Reilly. 
was so strict about his rule. No pets. Irving, however, seems to be terribly concerned about this. Irving, buddy, what's troubling you? Oh, gosh. Now I'm afraid to have Allie come over. All we do is pet. <laughs> and you know, talking about pets, me, John Stacy, I'm happy to live a dog's life with my friend Irving. My Friend Irving is produced and directed by Celine Howard. Parker Levy writes the script with Stacey Adams and Robin McLean. And it's brought to you by Pepsodent Toothpaste with Erium, another fine product of Lever Sisters Company. Mo Wilson is starred as Irving, with Joe Banks as John. The part of Allie was played by Josie Brown. Nan Conreed was heard as Professor Kropotkin, and George Gordon as Mr. O'Reilly. Music was under the direction of Lydia Guskin. Don't forget, you'll be able to hear my friend Irving on the big two-hour star-studded Thanksgiving Day program over most of these stations. Friendship, friendship, just a perfect friendship when other friendships have been forgotten. will still be This is Wendy Niles reminding you to tune in one hour earlier next week and listen to the Lux Radio Theater, followed by the Pepsodent Show, My Friend Irving, CBS, the Columbia Broadcasting System. David Lee Roth, do you know what we've done? We've opened a conduit between our world and a parallel one. Well, in our past, we had the golden age of radio. In this this parallel world. It's as if the genders were flipped. This I will call the Gilded Age of Radio. And it will be my masterpiece for the Mad Scientist Convention. <coughs> After COVID. My Friend Irving was edited by Jack Ward from an original script by Cy Howard and Parker Levy. In the cast was John Bell as Irving and the Turkey, David Alt as Mr. O'Reilly, Tanya Malevich as Professor Kropotkin, and announcer team, Angela Young as Allie, Jack Ward as John, with Jeff Billard as Nate, and Alexa Chipman as the first announcer, all under the musical direction of Love Blessing. The Gilded Age of Radio is for entertainment purposes only and is not meant on any way, shape, or form to infringe on anyone's copyright. Just for fun, folks. Just for fun. Thank you for listening to Sunday Showcase on the Mutual Audio Network. We invite you to continue the amazing audio tomorrow on Mutual with the Monday Matinee. Our weekly series of dramatic, theatrical, classic, eclectic, and live radio dramas. You can subscribe to the full Mutual Audio Network feed every day for the world's largest curated collection of audio drama or find the Monday Matinee feed in your favorite podcast players. See you tomorrow at the Matinee and thanks so much for listening. The Mutual Audio Network. Listening and imagining together. 